With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. Join America's leading relationship expert, top holistic life coach, and best-selling author, Dr. D. Yvonne Young, along with a diverse team of regular commentators, experts, and celebrity guests. Be entertained while being informed on the issues that affect you most. Don't miss it. Dr. D. Yvonne Young, providing you the tools you need to start living a profoundly extraordinary life. Good evening, America. Today is August the 25th, 2013, and man, have I got a show for you. Uh, I want to say a special shout-out to the person that came up with this idea. Makita Smith is a very, very fine, intelligent, beautiful black woman with natural hair out in L.A., and the reason I threw her hair in is because that's what this conversation is going to be about today. It's all about the hair on Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young today. Before I get started, I know that I'm going to hit hot buttons, so I'm going to tell you guys uh, that these opinions are just based on research. They're not mine, so whether you have a weave or whether you look like me, and if you've seen my picture, that means that I'm wearing, it, uh, wearing nothing at all, meaning on the top of my head, get your mind out the gutter. Um, this is going to be a hoot. So to call in and make some comments on this show, you can hit us at 646-478-5610, 646-478-5610. If you're listening to us live via Blog Talk Radio, you can always go to the chat room, and uh, my wonderful producer, Julia Randall, will be there to take uh, some of your commentary on. So um, if you want to do it that way, that's cool. But without further ado, let me break into this conversation. Uh, first, once they came to me, they and they pitched this show to me, and like, look, we want you to do a show about hair. And I'm like, yeah, right, okay, I'm going to do a show. Okay, you're being funny. And no, we're not being funny. We really want you to do this show about hair. So I, I was so when I was having this publicist pitch this to me, the next thing I said, I, I said, well, look, here's what's up. I'm going to send what you sent me to my producer, and if she buys it, we're cool. Now, mind you, she is the bipolar opposite of me because Julia has this really beautiful long hair down on, all of way down on her shoulder, and here I am, Mr. Baldhead. So you know, they get we get into this little dialogue, and next thing I know, she says this show is going up, and it's going up on Sunday. Well, subsequent to that, uh, Oprah's magazine came out. And they had a very airbrushed picture of Oprah. No, I'm just kidding. But they had a picture of Oprah with an afro that she was rocking on this picture. So here's what we're going to talk about tonight. I'm just going to go through a whole barrage of information. And I want you guys to um, call in and tell me what you think. But I'm going to start this out by telling you a story. This is about Barack Obama's daughter our president, it says, my favorite story out of this is Malaya. When she was four, she had a little dance thing. Well, Michelle was gone that weekend, so I'm taking her to ballet. This is our president talking. And he said, and I get her in a little leotard and her little stuff. I get her hair and put it in a little bun. We get to the dance studio, and one of the mothers that was right there comes up to Malaya and says, uh, she, think, uh, she thinks out of earshot of me and says this, sweetie, do you want me to redo your hair? <laughs> now, his daughter is four years old, and she says, yes, please. This is a disaster, and I don't want to hurt my dad's feelings. Now, 
I can sympathize with that because I have daughters that have long hair. I remember when they were uh, little girls, I would braid their hair and all men fairly do it pretty good. But when I finish, I swear, don't ask me to make you no sandwich. Don't ask me to walk you nowhere because I felt like I was trying to battle carpal tunnel. Now, here's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about your hairstyle and what does it say about you. We're going to talk about is natural hair political? And of course, this weave and perm thing, is that selling out? Are you like trying to be something you're not, or is it just really convenient because it's a pain in the butt to do your hair every day? And then I want to talk about something that uh, a friend, I just got off the phone with a friend of mine that has a, um, you know, she's in the arts in, in Dallas. And so she, I asked her this question. I said, well, you and your daughter, how are you wearing your hair? Because uh, she had, I won't say your name. I know this, she's probably listening to the show saying, please don't say my name. But she has beautiful hair, you know, just beautiful hair. And next time I saw her, she had on a wig, remind me of one of my aunties. And I'm like, what the hell do you have that hat on your head for? And why aren't you wearing your hair? And she made the comment. She said, Yvonne, I am so sick and tired of spending 60 to $100 a week and getting my hair done only to walk out the salon, bump into one of my friends, and have them ask me something like, I thought you were getting your hair done today. Now, I don't know where that sits, but we've got a guest on our show today that definitely doesn't have people uh, walking out of her shop looking like they were on The Wizard of Oz. But then the other thing is that um, why is it that, and these are things I was just thinking about, why is it that only black women, get asked, is that your hair? You know, we never walk up to, our, to my Anglo sisters or uh, other races and ask them, is that their hair? And, and uh, something else says, uh, I want to warn you, if you are a non-person of color, do not ever walk up to especially a sister and ask, is that your real hair? That will not be a good day for you. Uh, the next thing I want to point out, and let me go back through a couple of uh, notes. Then I do want to touch on this before we get started because I want to hear you guys' opinions on this. Gabby Douglas sets a record and makes history. I mean, makes history. Why is it some idiot has to go and ask about this girl's hair? That was that would just that one gets me. And then the, here's a beautiful thing though. Uh, an anchor from MSNBC, Melissa Harris uh, Perry, was showing a clip on an interview where a little boy wanted to touch the president's hair because he wanted to see, was he really just like him? Now, that that's real cool, and the president leaned over and let him touch his hair. But another beautiful thing was that Melissa made this comment on her show. And uh, if you guys want to check this out, just Google Melissa Harris Perry and black hair, and you get this on YouTube. This little girl's mom uh, called in or bumped into her while they were out or something and told her that the reason that she started watching MS. In news and MSNBC is because she saw someone on there that looked like her, and that's because Melissa rocks braids. So that's really cool. Now, without further ado, I really want to jump straight into this thing about a hair. And I, Julia, if you don't mind, would you please introduce our guest for this evening? Yes, joining us, we have hair expert extraordinaire Tony Love. Tony's an authority on hair for all hair types and textures. She's author of the book, The World of Wigs, Weaves, and Extensions, and she holds instructor licenses in cosmetology and barbering and is a certified hair loss specialist. Wow. Hey, welcome to the show. Thank you, and thank you for having me. Yeah, I've got a lot of stuff to fire at you. I want I want you to just go with me. Uh, if we get some callers in, uh, and we can squeeze in the calls tonight. I really want to hear your commentary. But this is, I had no clue that. I was, like, thinking, oh, my God, an hour talking about hair. What the hell am I going to talk about? But when I, when I looked at this thing, I started noticing, I went to your website, and I one thing I checked out was um, that you were off into helping people that had lost their hair due to cancer and alopecia and all of this stuff. So I definitely want to touch on that. But before we get into that, uh, why are we so obsessed, in your opinion, with hair? 
I just think, really, honestly, it's the as you mentioned earlier, the convenience is one thing, uh, the versatility the, is another, um, medical reasons. Everybody has their own reason. As you mentioned, the young lady that has hair who decided to wear a wig one day because she wasn't being serviced properly at a beauty salon, but she wanted to look cute anyway, so she went and bought a wig. So everybody has their own reason. I don't think it's just one particular reason across the board. Well, Tony, with with that said, you are certified to do everything with hair but grow it in the backyard. So I I want I'm wondering are are people and I'm not and I'm not trying to make this thing about race cuz I know everything boils down to one race and that's the greenbacks. But at the end of the day, are black women in search of identity and are we using hair to find that identity? And here's what I mean by that. And I'm and I'm not saying when I say black women, I am including Puerto Ricans, I'm including West Indians, I'm including women of color as well as my Anglo sisters. Because you know, don't think y'all and fool me. I'm seeing them tracks in y'all's head too. <laughs> are, are are women really um, so? Uh, I guess so lost for an identity that now we have actually politicized ourselves by my hair is natural and yours isn't, my hair is permed and yours isn't, my hair is weaved and yours isn't. What's your take on that? I don't, I don't think so. I just think that for once, you know, African-American women, I'll deal with African-American women first. I think for us, we've always been trendsetters. I mean, the, the African-American community have always been trendsetters. I mean, it goes all the way back to the braids during African times. That's how people identified what tribe you were from because of the, the design your hair was braided. And I just think we've always been creative. We've always tried different things, and we always set the trend. I just think we just have more choices now. And we're just experimenting. We're just trying some new things. And um, it really is more of an issue for other people than it is for those of us who are experimenting and wearing, you know, weaves, weaves, and extensions. Um, look at the big uh, hooray that was made when Beyonce cut her hair off. I had a chemist tell me last week at the Bronner Brothers show, oh, wow, Beyonce cut her hair, so we're going to sell more uh, shampoo and conditioner and maintenance products, and I said, "Well, slow down," because two days later, she added some weave to her hair. Two days after she cut it, so now she's wearing a, a short bob. Two days prior to that, she had cut it off and posted a picture, and everybody went crazy. So I just okay, think, gotta ask this. Hang on, okay. Tony. I want to do this. We've got a caller. I want to try to take as many calls tonight if we can, without breaking the continuity of the show. But, um, Julia, you can go ahead and bring the call on now if she's ready uh, with a quick comment or a question. She has a comment. Caller, are you there? Hi, yes. Hi, Caller. How are you doing tonight? Welcome to the show. I'm good, thank you. Okay, let me don't remember, don't hit me with anything in the head, but let me hear your <laughs> comment or your question on this. No, I was listening um listening in. My comment is um with the hair. Um uh, I don't know how to word it. What do you mean when you say with the hair? What do you mean by that? With you know, as far as weave hair and us ladies I'm wearing the weave and for the different reasons that we do wear it. Um I want to ask you, what is your reason for you wearing a weave? Okay, I guess we lost her. She'll be right back yeah. with us. But but uh, that's interesting that she goes there because that's a good segue into and what I want to ask you, Tony. When we look at weave, is that really... Uh, something that women are doing because beauticians and the quality of service has just gotten so, like my friend said, it, it's gotten so jacked up 
that if she goes and gets some of this Brazilian hair, some of this silky black number four or whatever it is, I'm making up stuff, but and puts that in, you, she can just get up in the morning and do her thing. She can swim in it. She can do the, the you know, do the nasty in it. She can work in it, and it's just low maintenance and easy to do. Yeah, I, I, and I'm so happy you brought that up because I train uh, cosmetologists, and I can't stress enough to them, you need continuing education. You know, before you could get a press and curl and your hair would last two weeks and look beautiful a week, but now a lot of people are not staying on top of the trends, and they're losing business because women, the beauty supply stores now, have everything you need to do your hair at home, and some beauty supply stores have gotten smart enough to put a... um, salon in there so you don't have to leave the store you can buy all your products your hair and go to the back and get it done um i went to one beauty supply they have a section nothing but wigs and hair extensions and they have a lady that you know sits there and put the wig on for you cut it style it right there in the store so i try to tell cosmetologists you know come to classes get educated stay up on the trends uh, people are not going to pay you sixty, seventy, hundred dollars for your, you know, because your name or that you have a nice salon and like your friend leave there and the same day she doesn't look like she got her hair done. So it's well, wait. Kinda... no, Tony, I got it. I'm sorry for interrupting no, you, no, but go I got to put this out there. Helen got bootleg, and I know that was just for me, Bonnie. I I can just see Deborah and Julia go. No, he didn't say hair done. God, yes, I'm going to say it because that's how the hair looks. I've seen people look like they had uh, Stevie Wonder, Jose Feliciano do the hair, and and, and the second, the worst thing is they put this cheap. You know, they had it in a bag that's sewn on, look like it's sewn on a big long rope or something. And I saw a, a sister with that mess in her head, and I'm like, it looks like I did your hair, child. You what the hell? Because what we're doing, and this is what I loved about your site. On your site, you said. Get an education. Please continue your education because I went through your site to make sure that I wasn't getting ready to have you having people looking like they was trick-or-treating and they came out <laughs> people writing me letters. So in doing my homework on you, I was uh, checking out your testimonials and all of this, and your personal message is get an education, get an education. So my question is why are we going to these bootleg hair Places that sell this this cheap hair with that glue that is not made to be put on anybody. If you put that black glue on your scalp, that crap is not dermatologically safe. That mess is toxic. So why are why are our women uh, so desperate to look a certain way that they're putting this to- this poison glue in their head? They're creating alopecia. Because when they try to pull the hair out, they end up pulling out hair from the roots and damaging the hair follicles and all of this. What is with that? Well, I don't. I think it's several things. I think is some people, you know, it's affordable. Some people can't afford these high prices that people are charging. Uh, some people can't afford five hundred dollar hair, so they, you know, they do what they can afford. A lot of them, you know, there are different techniques besides glue. You, there's interlocking, one which I teach the hairstylist because there's no braids and no glue, and you can actually control the tension, and it's not damaging to the hair shell. So um, you don't have to use glue, and you don't have to use the tension from the braids by doing the interlocking. But I think a lot of people... They're uneducated, they're uninformed, and they don't know. And when they go to a hairstylist, a lot of times, and I hate to say this, but a lot of hairstylists are uninformed and uneducated. I've had people come to me who hadn't taken a continuing education class ever, and I've had people come to me who hadn't had a continuing education class in 20 years. Mm-hmm. So how so do they know? You know, the trends are constantly changing, and if you're not going to classes, how can you keep up? So, in other words, if your hairstylist can't read people, that might be a sign that you don't want this illiterate fool playing in your head. That's my opinion. Um, I want to ask this question. What are the signs 
of someone that actually knows what in the dickens they're doing? A lot of times their certificates are going to be posted. If you see a hairstylist who has a lot of certificates on the wall or um, she went to some classes and she wanted to try new techniques. Like for me, when I was working behind the chair on a regular basis, I hope some of my former clients call in because they know I would always go to shows, I would always bring new technique back, uh, techniques back, and I would always want to try some new things that I've learned on their hair. So that, that's one way. Um, your certificates, most of the people will have their certificates in a frame and post it where you can see them. And that's the main way, you know, or either just ask. I mean, my goal today, I started a group for everybody, so I hope all your listeners that um, are tuning in will join the group. It's uh, the TonyLoveGroup.com. Well, I started this group to educate. At first I started for the hairstylist, and then I thought about it. The general public needs to be educated because if the general public is educated, then they can go and ask the right questions when they go to a salon. So I just got information like right now there's a thing and I got an email just last week about um, a couple weeks ago about forehead, forehead cancer being linked to lace fronts. Well, so many people are wearing lace front weaves or wigs. And like you said, they're buying glue to attach these um, wigs. They don't know what the glue is made of. They don't do a skin test or a patch test to see if they're going to have an allergic reaction. And now it's been found that they wear these um, lace fronts so long that some women have started getting forehead cancer. Well, it's information like that that I post on my group so, you know, that the reader can keep up with what's going on. We also put video clips on there to educate the public so they'll know the truth about a technique or braiding, weaving, interlocking, and uh, hair replacement. We just put video clips so they can actually see this for themselves. So when they go to the salon, then they can ask, hey, do you do that technique where it's no braids and no glue? Because I don't want any glue in my hair, and I don't want the tension of braids. Now the hairstylist is put on the spot. Right. Well, I'll tell you what, we're going to continue this conversation. We're going to get ready to take a quick break. But before we go to break in about 30 seconds, I want to give out this number. It's 646-478-5610, 646-478-5610. If you're one of Tony's customers and you want to call in or you are a hairstylist, Press 1 and tell my producer who you are and what you are. And please be a legitimate hairstylist. Don't be jacking up somebody's fro tonight. And we are going to, you're listening to Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young. We will be right back in about 60 seconds. Cancer. So are there other ways 
that we can take care of our hair without having to wear a wig or wear a weave? Yes, you can definitely, just like you old school way, um, shampoo, conditioner, on a regular basis and just maintain your natural hair. Um, and when I say natural hair, I mean your real hair. Um, I stress to people, if you're going to wear wigs, weaves, or extensions, always take care of the hair underneath. Uh, one of the main things I've seen even in, in the African-American community, a lot of hairstylists, it's about pricing as well. A lot of hairstylists will charge somebody for a relaxer, even though they're going to get a weave. Well, why are you relaxing the hair underneath if you're going to braid it and put more hair on top? But I can charge you for the relaxer in additional to the weave service. But what they're doing, they're doing more damage to the hair because the relaxer will weaken the hair. Then you're going to braid it. That's tension. And then you're going to put two bags of hair or three, and that's going to be weight. So when she takes that hair down, her hair underneath is either breaking, um, you know, she's got some bad damage going on underneath there, because if you're going to not see the hair, if you're not going to see it, why would you relax it? So I think, again, it goes back to an educated hairstylist who knows better. But if you're going to somebody who's just interested in making money and they know you don't know, they're going to just charge you, oh, yeah, you're going to need a relaxer, you know, and then we're going to weave you. The weave is 200 the relaxer is 85 So And then the lady purchased the hair. So she spent about $500 to get one service, which was the relaxer, that she didn't need. So, in other words, what you're saying is there's some pimping going on in the beauty shop. We have I a hate to say it, but it's true. Okay, we have a caller. Brenda, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hi, Brenda. How are you doing tonight? Hi. Hi. I'm good. I'd just like to congratulate Tony and ask a couple of questions, if I might. Hey, Miss Brenda. Here, That's one of my customers from Alabama. <laughs> oh, yes. I'd I like to know that, like you were saying, if you have weed or use most of the time, being you let your hair grow out uh What's the normal way to uh, shampoo it? How many weeks? Two weeks? Every two weeks get a shampoo if you're trying to keep it from getting damaged after wearing weeds? It just depends on the state of the hair. So to give a an educated answer, I would have to see what the state of the hair. But some you can shampoo it even on a weekly basis and condition it real good and um, keep the ends trimmed. And it's going to just grow out if you're not putting any chemicals or anything on it. It's just going to grow out. But I think that's a good idea. After you wear the weave, give your hair a break, give it a rest, and, you know, wear your hair for a while. And then if you want to get it back, you can always put it back in. Okay. And Miss Brenda, if your hair is funky, wash it. That you know, that's another time you need to wash it. If your hair, if your hair is really smelling like catfish grease or chicken, that means it's time to wash your hair. And another thing I can tell you, Miss Brenda can vouch. She would tell you we would not do services to our clients if they didn't need them. If they ask for things, she can tell you we would be like, no, 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 no. It's not time for a chemical. We need to wait. So she was one of our clients for a very long time, and thank you so much for calling. Thank you, Ms. Brenda. Now, I, I want to go back into this conversation, and, and I was serious about washing your hair because, uh, you know, I've, have you ever seen, and maybe it's just me and me going to some holiness churches, but those sisters that wear the wig that seem like it should come with a chin strap, you know, that wig, <laughs> and it, you could wear it. You can't really tell which is the front or the back. It's just that wig. Um, is there something that you can do when that rig starts resembling wildlife to clean it or wash it up or comb it? No, you take it off, you change it and buy a new wig. I, I did a, 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 I wrote an article one time, when to know the wig should go. So if that wig starts looking matted or it's, it's like you say, you can't tell the front from the back, she just needs to discard that wig. It needs to go away. She needs to throw it away. And if she likes that style so much, she needs to purchase more than one at a time. So when that mm -hmm. one starts to wear out, she can change it to a brand new one. Okay, now i got another question. How is it safe for you to tell someone 
that your wig looks like it's cheap as hell. I, and, and what I mean by that is your wig looks like it's cheap as hell. I have seen some people that put on a wig that has the same hair that they have on Barbie. You know what I'm saying? And it looks like that same cheap. It doesn't even look human. It doesn't look synthetic. It just looks like something that's otherworld. So do you have a recommendation how people can get something affordable that looks nice as opposed to wearing something that looks like it goes with the costume? I think you just have to shop around. And then sometimes a lot of people are afraid to shampoo the wigs before they wear them. Uh, you, I'm sure you've seen them when they're really, really shiny and um, they don't look real natural. So it's good sometimes when you get home to swish it in some, you know, soap, I mean shampoo and like water and just, you don't have to disturb the style, but it gets some of the oil and the shininess off of it. And then you put it on the wig head and just let it dry naturally. And then it looks like more like your hair. But just go up to tell somebody their wig doesn't look good. I just wouldn't advise that. I wouldn't either, so I was just kidding. And if somebody <laughs> ends up getting the blank slapped out of them, you know, you really shouldn't have taken my joke as real advice. Now, now, when they wash these wigs, I know they can't, like, throw them in the washer with the washing powder. So what do you suggest that they use to wash them? Well, in my book, The World of Wigs, Weaves, and Extensions, I have a whole chapter on how to actually clean and maintain their wigs. But one of the things I say, I tell people in the book, you put your wig in, like, a basin or a bowl with some, you know, lukewarm water with some shampoo and you just swish it around in it and then you towel dry it and then you put it on the wig head and and go from there but i won't give too much detail they can find the rest of the information in the book okay and and if your wig starts making like real crunchy like sounds it's probably time to get rid of it right i would definitely get rid of it yes you're right okay now i want to ask another question this is about natural hair. Is natural hair making a political statement, in your opinion? I don't. I don't think it's making a political statement. I think the emergence of natural hair came or really hit full force when Chris Rock did the movie Good Hair, because he kind of. It was a twofold type movie for a comedy. He he wanted to research about this hair because his daughter came home and wanted to know why she didn't have long flowing hair. And he listened to the conversation with she and her mom, and, and he spoke to her about it. So he went on this quest to find out, you know, what's, what's all this big deal about the hair. But what he did do in that movie, he showed where chemical relaxer melted a Coke can or a Pepsi can. So after that, people was like, oh, whoa, I didn't know the chemicals I was putting in my hair was that harsh. And it just kind of seemed like from that time, people was like, no more chemicals for me, no more chemicals for my kids, no more chemicals, period. And it kind of just started like that, I think. And I think it's kind of like clothes. Um, the styles, you know, kind of rotate around. They they go out of style, then it comes back and it goes because afros and natural hair was here before the relaxers, and people were wearing braids and afros, and then the relaxers came and everybody started doing relaxers, and then the braids again with the extensions, and then it it came to the wigs, and then it you know now it's natural hair again. Then this fade, this fad will be over, and then it will be something else. So. I think that's kind of what what's going on with the natural hair. But I think once people saw that movie, they just kind of was like, you know, I think I better just leave these chemicals alone for a while. Well, one thing that I am so impressed by is that natural hair is definitely um, adaptable. And I want to say to some of you ladies, Natural hair does not mean don't comb your damn hair. That, that's not what that means. That is, please, please. I, I saw one sister that, you know, she had her hair. Where I, I, not trying to be funny, but this woman looked like she had been hanging out with Ben Franklin, and she had put two keys on her kite, and it was thunder and lightning, 
and she was electrocuted because her hair was just a hot mess. And and I'm like, that, baby, that's not no afro. That's not natural. That that is just weird. So, what would you suggest when it comes to uh, styling natural hair, the products that should be used, and how can we distinguish making a statement from having people look at us and go, what in the hell have you done to your head? <laughs> I think, again, whatever you do, whatever style you do, people don't understand, it still works. I mean, if you go to bed with your hair natural and get up every day, you're going to look like what you're saying. You have to maintain the hair as far as products. You want to use, like, a lot of natural products, um, 100% natural um, with a lot of people use keratin, which is a protein, to kind of keep it kind of soft and manageable because, remember, if it's natural, there's no chemical. So everybody here doesn't grow out to be really, really soft. So it's work. Some people have to plait it up at night just like they did in the 70s. Some people have to twist it up at night, put a silk scarf on it, You can get up in the morning, untwist it. So either style that people are wearing, uh, besides a wig or some type of hair extension, it's really going to have to be some work and some maintenance. So people didn't realize that when they decided to go natural. And you you see it when you see people who just, like, I'm natural, and, hey, I'm natural, and I'm, I didn't do anything to it because I'm natural. And it looks bad. It looks real bad. Are and if they don't be careful, it'll, it'll start locking together, and then they'll have dreadlocks because, you know, that hair, if it's not combed through, eventually if you keep sleeping on it and matting it up, it's going to grow together and lock. And You're going to look like that Rastafarian that fell asleep from smoking that weed. <laughs> yeah, you, you, everybody knows that brother wears hair. It just looks like a, a bud or some good reefer or something, but not that I know what that looks like. But um, the thing that, I, I, that that makes me think of is are there certain elements to shaping, grooming, and fine-tuning your hair to accommodate your features. And what I mean by that is this. If you have a fair complexion, what are some good colors for hair? Or if you have uh, long, semi-wavy hair versus uh, very thick, coarse hair, are there certain styles or certain things that we can do to have our hair work for us as opposed to against us? Well, I'm happy you mentioned that because a lot of people don't match their hair to their skin type. Um, Just like I tell people, when you're very, very, very fair skin of olive type, even if you're European, sometimes that skin type is too light for jet black hair. Um, So you really, and I'll tell people too, if you're selecting a hair color before you color your entire head, maybe you want to just do a little piece, you know, use a piece of aluminum foil, put a color on it close to your hairline or in the back and the nape area, and color just a little piece of hair first and try that like a swatch and um, rinse it off, blow dry it, go outside with a mirror, and then look at it close to your skin, and then you can see in true daylight, not on the fluorescent lights or anything, but true daylight, what this color is going to look like. So I'm so happy you mentioned that because a lot of people don't think about color selection. They just put whatever they want and just think it looks good. Like a lot of African-American women want to go honey blonde, and blonde is not orange, but they don't realize the hair has to lift so many levels before it turns blonde, as soon as they see any hint of color, they stop and say, oh, okay, it's honey blonde. Your hair is orange. It's not honey blonde. Okay, i got to ask this because I, I just had one of my, uh, and I want to give a shout-out to Cat Nation, a group that's on Facebook, and Dr. Cat and Fauna's Cat. But one of, the, one of the comments that these guys had, they just had me in stitches saying, do not tell a woman about her hair. And it is a catch-22 because men are, uh, if, uh, especially if you're a married man, you have to go to sleep 
next to that woman, and no brother wants the Al Green experience, you know, being awakened with breakfast being served on you instead of to you. So how do you tell your woman, you know, um, that that's really not flattering you, or, you know, I, I like you better with your hair uh, pressed or permed as opposed to natural, or is that just some um, ground that we should just stay away from? Because as a stylist, I know that you've had some people in your chair where you've had to look at them and say, baby, this is the beauty shop. This is not a magic shop. I cannot help. So how do we do it? I think if, if that's real tricky because if you love somebody, you care about them, if, if it's your your wife, um I think it's your tone and how you say it and if you're using tact. Um, I th- I really think men should just kind of stay in their lane, too, you know, with that because, you know, we don't date guys and say, oh, your your hairline is receding, I can't date you, or, oh, you shave your hair off because you're losing it, oh, I don't like bald head dudes, you know. So we don't really kind of get in that lane with you guys, like, oh, you're wearing a fade, fade, spin out, you know. We we don't kind of do that, but men, for some reason, feel like they should comment on our hair. And, I, again, you have to remember, I deal with women from a medical standpoint. A lot of times they're going through chemotherapy, they're losing their hair, or they have alopecia. Um, they've had it ever since they were young. Their husbands, boyfriends don't even know that they're bald. Um, it's just something she's not comfortable sharing at this time. So I think if you're going to say something to a woman about her hair or her hairstyle, there is a way. Or, you know, you might just want to say, you know, I love your hair the way it is, but I would like you to change it up. Um, or I would like to see it the way you used to wear it when we met if she wasn't wearing wigs, weaves, or extensions back then. Or, you know, that style you used you know, some kind of way like that more so than, you know, that hair, that's horse hair. You need to take that out and that don't look good. That that kind of talk, just it's going to hurt her feelings more than help the situation. Okay, I just got a comment uh, that is like, why is hair such a big deal for women and men? And then Eden Adele just uh, made another comment where she said, it is inextricably tied to body image and our concepts of masculine and feminine appearance which I don't know, uh, Eden, if you've been to Atlanta, but it's some real confused people. Never mind. Uh, But here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a break in about uh, two minutes, and I want to give out this number again. It's 646-478-5610. That's 646-478-5610. If you're a stylist or a hair professional, uh, please press the number one so that we can uh, have our producers screen you and move you straight into the conversation. You're listening to Conversations with Dr. D. Yvonne Young, and we'll be right back in one minute. Young, and you're listening to yours truly on Conversations with Dr. Devon Young. Just got a note from our producer saying anyone can press one, so I'm sorry, you guys. I thought we were trying to, uh, that was my idea, so I'll take the blame. I want to go here with this conversation. Uh, hair is definitely, uh, and I'm going to agree with it again, it, it's definitely a sign for men of, of virility and the ability to bear children, what have you, just like. For women, they look at men and they, um, hang on a second, let me give me the number of the other person who was, okay, there we go. Um, 
sorry about that. I'm trying to figure out something while I build a plane while it's in flight. But the thing is, we look at these signs. Like women look at a man's aptitude. They look at his resources, his physical prowess when they decide to select a mate. And men do this with women. So I want to segue into you've been doing this in a medical um, environment for women that have at the and I'm not saying alopecia is a uh, is something that we should take lightly because in certain areas of the body a little alopecia may be cool but on top of the head it's typically not and the women that are going through chemo and cancer uh, I would like for you to share with my audience what is available from insurance and getting reimbursed so that they can have hair, uh, you know, whatever magic it is you work. But t- talk about that for a minute. Okay. Um, a lot of people don't know, uh, and I, this just goes back to the uninformed hairstylist, because if the hairstylist will provide the proper information to the client, they can walk the client directly through how to file for insurance. But to the general public, I would just say, Ask your, you know, check your your coverage. Ask questions. Ask your insurance company, are do you does your plan cover alopecia, hair loss, wigs, and those type things? And then what you want to do once you find out you're covered, if you go to a hairstylist, then you need to ask her, does she know how to file a claim? And if she doesn't know how to file a claim or help you file the claim, then you need to find a hair loss specialist that does. And if they call me, because we have people that certify throughout the United States, I can definitely try and help them find someone in their area that I've trained that is certified that can help them. Because so in other words, I'm sorry. No, I'm just going to say this. In other words, Laquita Nim. That your homegirl is doing your hair in her kitchen cannot fill out this form for your insurance company, y'all. You need to have someone that is a certified, licensed professional do this. Is that exactly. correct? Before yes, somebody is- starts going down the Miss Kim's uh, store right down there on the corner to buy that black silky number five, thinking that, that the uh, all state is going to pick it up, ain't happening. It is not happening. That's uh, the other thing I want to ask you is. As it relates to things that can work, that really actually can work, what are the nutritional supplements that someone can take or the topical applications? And by topical, folks, I'm talking about things that are put on your hair or on your skin that can help regrowth, or is all of that just a hustle? I think it just goes back to proper rest, exercise, eating the right foods, drinking a lot of water. Because you got to remember, a lot of people are healthy that don't take supplements. They just take care of themselves. Um, when we were all growing up, you know, you may have taken a multivitamin, but you were eating from the four food groups and that type of thing. But there are some things out there I've heard people say, you know, they buy um, um, supplements for hair growth and things like that. But um, I always say monitor things to see if they're really working. One thing you can tell, one way you can tell if a supplement or any vitamins are working, uh, fill up a glass of water, not fill it up, maybe like a fourth, uh, and drop that supplement down in there or any type of vitamin or medicine you're taking. And if it dissolves in the water, you know it's actually working and you're not just passing it through. But I honestly think a regular multivitamin and trying to eat healthy and, you know, drink plenty of water and get the proper rest and exercise, I think in keeping your scalp um, circulating, you know, sometimes you just sit and watch TV, stick your hands up there and just massage your scalp. Uh, keep that blood flow circulating there. Things like that that you can do that people don't probably touch their scalps um, or have it touched until they go get their hair done. And they don't massage their scalp or brush their hair. And those things actually work. So I always say try those things first before you just start going out buying a bunch of supplements. Okay, next question. When you are looking at your scalp, looking at your hair, 
Are there things that we can be aware of? And, and this, I'm really saying this because it's time to go back to school. And as you know, kids have been coming home with lice in their heads since, uh, I guess, the turn of the last century. What are the things that parents can do to protect their sons and daughters, especially those of you that have a baby that's laying down at daycare on stuff that somebody else's uh, little nasty Ray Ray was laying on the day before? What can we do to protect our children from uh, cross-contamination? First thing, not tell your kids not to share combs or brushes. I don't even I don't, I don't even suggest people in the same house share combs and brushes. You know, usually one comb goes through the whole family. That's not always good. Another thing, tight scalp. Uh, you were saying about looking at somebody's uh, scalp. Sometimes tight, dry scalp, you can just see it. Um, the scalp looks like almost craters because it has no oil or anything. And some people have gone on this kick, oh, I don't want oil on my hair. Um, but sometimes you need a little oil on your scalp. Uh, some people's skin secrete more oil than others, so some people can be extremely dry. But the main thing with children, you're right about the lice, um, definitely not sharing combs or if they're laying on a towel, uh, not sharing that towel with another child that they have their hair on, head on or even a pillow, not sharing the same pillow. Um, those would be the things I would suggest passing on to children. Okay. Now, getting back to my friend who was in Dallas talking about she was spending this money to go get her hair done and have it look like where someone would turn around right after it happened and be like, girl, I thought you was getting your hair done today, and she's like, I did. So what can some of my uh, listeners do that don't have 60 and $70 a week or uh, $80 every two weeks to go get their hair done? Would you suggest, one, lose the weave and wear your hair natural? Or two, do you have some other places that you would suggest that they go for good hair maintenance? Yes, beauty schools. Um, beauty schools, the students are required to do so much work on mannequins and so much work on live people. Beauty school prices are going to be much cheaper than the salon price because it's really for the students to get hands-on training. The good thing about beauty schools they're using professional products, most of them. If they're not, you know, mom-pop, some mom-pop operations cut costs, but for the most part, they're using professional products. Uh, the second thing at a beauty school, you're going to have an instructor there to advise that student and to assist that student to make sure your hair is being done properly. So you're getting professional service to with the instructor being there, and the prices are so much cheaper. Um, for an example, if a relaxer is or a shampoo and style is $40 in the salon, it could be as low as $10, $15 at a beauty school. And then the good part of that is if you go to the beauty school, unlike your homegirl, Shanene, is sitting there drinking out that box of wine, smoking that blunt, <laughs> You are not going to probably get your head jacked up. Now, now the next thing I want to ask is what about men? Because I left men out intentionally because there are a lot of my uh, listeners, and I'm not knocking you gay brothers that act like men, but some of you gay brothers that are like uh, what the, the guy on Housewives of Atlanta that is always wearing lipstick and panties and the guy that's on Tyra Banks thing, um, for regular guys or gay men that are, like, sane, is there anything that you suggest that they do to take care of their hair so that they can, um, you know, ha have a nice presentation and not look really weird? What do you suggest for men, or is there any difference in what should be done for different genders? No. A professional hairstylist, she doesn't do hair based on gender. She does it on texture, curly, wavy, straight, Kinky. Those are only four textures across the board, any ethnic group. So basically you deal with what's, what hair texture is in your chair at that time, be it a male or a female, and you, you, you come up with a solution based on that. 
So it's not done by gender. It's actually done by texture. Is there anything that is out of line or something that you've seen as a professional coming in your shop that people have been attempting to do at home where you want to say, no, boo, not again, please don't do that anymore? What are the things that the consumer needs to avoid doing that needs to be done by a professional? Any chemicals. Um, I don't know where people feel like they need to have a relaxer once a month or every six weeks. Some people don't want to feel any new growth. They And I've had people who have soft hair who don't even need a relaxer and will sit in the chair and say, I want a relaxer or I need a relaxer. And you're like, no, you don't, you know. So I think people need to stop doing chemicals at home because they're over-processing their hair. I think the weaves, a lot of this weaving needs to stop at home. They need to go to a professional because what happens, most people that's doing these things at home, then when they get in trouble, they go to the professional, and then we have to do the corrections. And after we do the corrections and then we tell them the price, they don't want to pay the price because they've been buying the little 4 and $6 kit out of the grocery store or Walmart to do their hair at home. And a lot of times they want to reuse that relaxer, like the ones with the little activator. It tells you once you use it, throw it away. Well, people go, well, I used half of it and I kept half of it for my next time. That is not good. Because sodium hydroxide is the chemical in that, and it's very, very strong. And it's not to be played with. But, you know, you got a lot of people at home that feel they know what they're doing. and they Okay, I've got a caller. I want to get in now. Uh, Denise, are you there? Yes, I am. Oh, how are you doing, Denise? Welcome to the show. What's your question or your comment tonight? Um, I would love to get rid of the weeds. However... I noticed about five or six years ago my hair was getting thin, and my diet is great. I drink plenty of water. I've tried everything from Rogaine to going to a dermatologist for shots, but it doesn't help. So what What do I do? (laughs) Well, that happens, but one of the things I can say, um, I deal with a lot of dermatologists, and one of the problems that a lot of dermatologists say, they feel like they're taking what is it, uh, one step forward and two back dealing with people. Because a lot of times if people are getting treatment, they don't continue the treatment because they want hair. Like Denise said, she has thin hair, fine hair. Well, she wants thick hair. So if she's wearing the weave, she may not be continuing her weekly treatments with the dermatologist or biweekly treatments. Or you might be, I don't know. But that's usually the problem. And that's why I always try to train the hairstylist so that hairstylist could be that middle person to be the gap between the client and the dermatologist. Because some hair pieces we have um, that I use in class, they have holes in them. So if Denise was going to a dermatologist and she was getting shots, she could still have hair and she could still go get her treatments. But most people, if they want hair and they have the glue on their hair or even a braid is so in and the braids are close together, the dermatologist can't get to the scalp. So if she has fine hair and she wants it thicker, she's going to forego her treatments to wear hair. Not in my case. I made my appointments and she got yeah, to my Yeah, I mean, patients. that's just an example. Yeah. That was just an example. What city are you in, dear? I'm in. I'm near D.C. right outside. I'm in Virginia. Okay. Will you contact me because I do have some hair loss specialists in the D.C. area and Virginia area. Okay. So if you I mean, go I to my website, my email is there, and you can just email me, tawnylove.com, okay. and my email address is there. Where at? Tawnylove.com is the website, uh-huh. and my email address is on the website. And you can just send me a message and the telephone number is there as well, and we can find you somebody in your area. As a matter and even, of fact, even, a, even her weaves or her your hair piece that you use may be covered through your insurance since you've already been going to the dermatologist. Okay. All right. Uh, I hope that helps you out. 
Uh, just study and, and listen. She uh, Tony's about to give her contact information. As usual, this show ends way too quick when it's a lot of fun. But, Tony, uh, before we get out of here, uh, is there any last comment that you want to make to America, to the U.K., Australia, to Canada, all those places are listening to you right now that would be helpful in having them have a more effective presentation as it relates to their hair and their hair care? What's your going-away advice? Well, first of all, I want to thank you for making people aware. So I also want to thank Makita Smith, my publicist, and your your girl, Julia, for convincing you that this is needed. This is needed on a regular basis because people really need to know their options. And I would just like to say to your listeners, if you do have hair loss issues, there are options out there. And you just have to challenge your hairstylist, and sometimes you have to push them a little bit by asking questions. And now that you got more information tonight, um, you can go and start asking questions. Um, are you a hair loss specialist? Are you certified? Do, can you file insurance? Um, Medicare even covers some hair loss services. Ask your your hairstylist, do you do interlocking hair extensions, no braids, no glue? I don't want braids or glue anymore. So I think once the, your listeners are empowered, um, they will then force the hairstylist to do a better job because you really brought up some good points tonight about the things that need to change in the industry. Okay, and Tony, uh, before I let you out of here, what is the way that everyone can contact you? Um, my website is TonyLove.com. That's T-O-N-I-L-O-V-E, TonyLove.com. On Facebook, uh, it's Tony Love Cosmetology. And if they go to my Facebook page, I have letters from insurance companies posted, prescriptions that people have received uh, from dermatologists, letters from the insurance companies. They can read all that on my Facebook, and that's Tony Love Cosmetology. Also, we have a hair loss and business conference, October 6th and 7th. So if any of the listeners from around the United States and other countries want to come, we would love to have you. We have a dermatologist speaking there, uh, a young man from a pharmaceutical company, talking about how to build these relationships with doctors. So we, we try to bring the information every year to that conference. And there is a flyer on Facebook, and there is a flyer on my uh, website at TawnyLove.com. And the group, any of you wanting more information on a monthly basis, please join the group. It's TawnyLoveGroup.com, and it's only $10 a month. There are video clips that they can watch. Um, helpful information, hair care tips, uh, tips for cancer patients and survivors, and it's just a lot of more information on there as well. Oh, thank you, Tony. I, it's been an honor having you. Now, America, before I let you guys go, I just want to do some closing points here, okay? Number one, if your wig is crunchy, throw it out. Second, if your hair stinks, wash it. Third, wash your hair even if it doesn't stink on a routine basis with some good quality products. Uh, I get, that's three. Four, quit letting Shaquita and Shanae Nim file for blunt, hit that box of wine, and put that ugly track in your head that's sticking out the back. The other thing is it's okay to not have a weave. It is okay to not have a perm. As a matter of fact, going natural is not a bad thing to do, but whatever you do, be you, because if you can't love you for you, who else will? Now, I'm about two minutes between closing the show out, and here's what I want to tell you. Make sure you tune in this coming Wednesday at noon. It is going to be one heck of a show. It's a surprise. I'm not going to tell you what it's about, but I can tell you this much. You do not want to miss it. And I want to say a special thank you to my producer, Julia, Deborah, the CEO of my brand. I love you. And America, the U.K., Canada, all you guys out there in the Virgin Islands that are listening, uh, I just want you to have an awesome week. We love you, and there's nothing you can do about it. Talk to you soon. Have an awesome week. Bye now.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.